The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the show you listen to real sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and of course it's a beautiful day this january 31st 2012 i'm happy to be alive man i know why i now moved from the east coast to the west coast it's for the weather it's paradise I, i don't know how to explain it other than it's about 75 degrees outside it, it's a beautiful day and another day to talk about football and football now listen there's only one thing and i i knew this coming i gotta admit this is the first time i'm going to admit, well it's the first time this has happened that i would talk to you about a football game that i did not either attend and 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 see it for myself or watch it on tv or or, or at least I saw some highlights of the game that I could talk about it from an intelligent perspective, knowing that I, I know a little bit about football. But I did not watch the Pro Bowl. And I didn't watch the Pro Bowl, for one, because I had obligations, but for two, is because the Pro Bowl is a football game that has no meaning, no purpose behind it anymore. No by, back in the day, why do I always have to go back to back in the day? But back in the day, the Pro Bowl meant something. It was something that we, everybody, every player, not only wanted to win the Super Bowl, but they really deep down in their hearts wanted to make the Pro Bowl. Because even though there were times where there were guys that would, as we say, would hate and wouldn't vote for you, it was an acknowledgement by your peers that you were you were one of the best. And there were times I was a little salty because I felt as if I, I, I played well enough that I perhaps maybe should have made it, but I didn't, so I tried to play harder the next year. And um, I can say in my heart, I know the truth to be that uh, one of my coaches came to me and said to me, hey, Ray, you know, man, I'd love to take you, but just I, I got to do something else. And I was understanding. I, I, that's the honest to goodness truth. That's what he told me. I didn't say, well, hell, man, why not? You know, I, I didn't fight it. I was a team player. And I understood. And so there went my Pro Bowl. Now everybody's saying, come man, that's full. Well, I'm telling you the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. All right. Now, somebody else is expressing the truth out there. According to what I read, Aaron Rodgers is not too happy and felt a little embarrassed by the efforts of some of the guys on the NFC, the NFC side of the ball. Now, here's the thing. There's some teams that have figured a way. Some sports 
have found a way to add meaning to their all-star games. I think basketball, you know, has found a way to bring men into it. Baseball has. Uh, but football, particularly when football is such a physical game, what you should do is just like what you do in, in college football. If a person is All-American, he is voted to be All-American. If, if a person wins the Heisman Trophy, it's voted that he wins the Heisman Trophy. They earned that recognition on the field, and they did that during the season. That's all you need to do in football. If they're Pro Bowl players, they earn the right to be voted as Pro Bowl players during the football season. The perks that go along with that, the clauses in the contract, the bonuses that they get, give it to them. They earned it. Do not make them go out and play in a football game, an additional football game, where it's already been a long season, and there's a chance that they can subject themselves to additional injuries. They're already beat up. They're already hurt. And you're trying to make the game safer. So you don't make it safer by adding another meaningless football game. I mean, some people think that preseason games are meaningless. I do not. I No, I have never. <laughs> I have never believed that preseason games were meaningless. So much so that I, I told the story just to a young fellow I met the other day. I remember my rookie year. We were playing the New Orleans Saints. And we were in what's called cover two. And I was a deep safety. And at half, uh, just before halftime, the clock's about to run out. So instead of throwing a long pass, they dropped back like they were going to pass, but it was a draw. Running back came straight down the middle of the field. The other safety was no place to be found. In the open field, it was me and a running back. I don't know, you know, how or why, but out of the blue, I recognize that, guess what? If you miss this tackle... You just might as well have time, just go ahead, pack your bag, go pay for a flight, and go back to either Columbus or back to Philadelphia, because you're going to get cut. I mean, that, that's basically what happens. You got, you got one play. I watch preseason games all the time, That games that people say that are meaningless games. I watch preseason games, and a guy will drop a pass or miss a tackle, and I will sit there with the people who I'm watching the game with, and let them know he will not be on the team Monday. Gone. You get one chance. Miss one tackle, gone. Drop one ball, gone. If you're a rookie coming to the league, you want to, you know, seven rounds now. So if you want a first or a second round pick, maybe third. But if, if you were a seventh round pick, you got you may get the next game. But if you were an undrafted free agent, you miss a tackle, drop a pass, Fumble the ball, you're done. Meaningless games, Pro Bowl, only one. The rest of the games, your job is always on the line. So do not put NFL players, some of the best athletes in the world, in jeopardy to play in a meaningless football game. So, Aaron, I'm glad that you have enough pride in the way you perform. And I'm sure you were hoping that the guys that were out there protecting the quarterbacks, you know, did have some interest in the game, <laughs> at least to protect the quarterbacks. Uh, but it, but there's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. It's a meaningless game. And I don't say this about many games at all. But the Pro Bowl is a meaningless game now in terms of 
playing the game. Making the Pro Bowl, tremendous value. Playing the game, no. Now, listen, I'm going to have to move away from that, and I'm going to have to talk about some other things because I, I got some special people that are going to be joining me today. And so what I'm going to do is very briefly before my first guest calls in, because I'm going to get to this at the end of the show, is I'm going to address the Peyton Manning thing. And I told you, just, you know, reverse, go back, look at some shows. I think I need to perhaps maybe put on, I need to do my show description so you know where to find it. But if you've been listening to me on a regular basis, when Peyton Manning in preseason was not, he was, it wasn't that he wasn't playing, Peyton was not practicing. Not only was he not practicing, Peyton was not throwing the football. I, I shared with you all then, listen, the fact of the matter is, Peyton's career is over with. Here it is now. Although Peyton says he wants to play again, if Peyton is not now throwing the football to the best of his ability with the velocity of it of which he's always thrown the football, if Peyton is not lifting weights now, remember, there are some guys that their career, not their career, but their season ended at the beginning of January, maybe at the end of December, but I think the regular season ended at, at the beginning of January. Their season was over. They took a couple weeks off. They're already getting ready for this year. Even though we still have a Super Bowl from last year's season, really. There are guys that are getting ready for this season already. Peyton is not preparing himself physically, although he tells us, he, he shares with us, of course, he's doing the best that he can. But if you got a guy that now doesn't have full range of motion and can't throw the football without any pain or any concern, can't take a hit right now, we've got some major, major, major problems. So I'll tell you what, if I were anybody out there that was an Indianapolis Colts fan and we had that first pick of the draft, if it's Andrew Luck, mm, go for it. No question. Peyton has a bigger issue to be concerned about, and that is his health. His family should have a bigger issue to be concerned with, and that is his health. Now, here's one thing about it. This may, this, <laughs> it's not going to overshadow the Super Bowl, but I tell you what, he could certainly throw a monkey wrench in there. If Peyton wanted to take the time out to announce at the Super Bowl all the media that's at practice, watching Tom Brady, watching the little brother Eli, out of a sudden it'd be a mass exodus. And everybody would be wherever that press conference is that, that he would call. If Peyton calls a press conference, all the media in the world, because the media in the world is going to be in Indianapolis to cover this football game. Peyton could get Every reporter there is that's there whose responsibility is to cover the Super Bowl would be at his press conference. Now, the fact of the matter is, I think that Eli is going to go out and win one for Big That's his attempt is going to be to go out and win one for Big Brother. Big Brother, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this and I'm going to let you ride out. You know, I'm going to do it. In your, I bet you, Eli, I don't know yet, but Eli probably he should have requested. If it were me, I would request my Big Brother's locker. I mean, there's enough mystique and magic in here. Maybe some of them will spill over to me and I can perform like my brother does here because 
I doubt in the house that Peyton built if he's lost very many football games there. I, re I really, really doubt if he's lost very many football games uh, in, in Lucas Oil Stadium. But I just had to share that with you because it's something that is in the news. Uh, it's always in the news. It's a part of everybody's conversation. And, and it's, it's, I think it's, it, it's something that it's time for some people to step up and, and start being honest about this. This is, you know, medical, how should I say, a medical report is very personal. It doesn't belong to the public. It's only because this is a game of football and fans, we've, we've crossed the line. I mean, we own people. We, we, we have a right to know. <laughs> you know, we, we want to know everything about you. You know, how you're first born, all that stuff, you know. And, and that's kind of where we are in Peyton's life. We're infringing upon his personal life. We want him to tell us. We want to know. We don't want to be left in the dark. We want to know why are all these secret meetings going on, you know. These, I mean, there's, supposedly some additional surgeries that happened that we may not be aware of. And I just don't know about how true the medical report is in terms of, you know, how revealing they are. Okay, they tell me I've got to take a break here pretty soon. In about a minute, I've got to take a break. And when I take a break, I'm going to come back because, of course, you know what's coming up. The 12th Annual Player Network event at the Super Bowl, again, as it always has been for those 12 years. And the Player Network event, outstanding opportunity for those who are in the transition, preparing for the transition, you know, looking for opportunities. Nothing better for any NFL player in the world. Best thing, I, this is my tagline, best thing the NFL ever did for players other than provide an opportunity, of a stage for them to play on, was for them to allow the NFL alumni, Troop 21 guy, Troop George Martin, Ron George, and all those guys to get together and, and create uh, this this great venue for athletes to come in and start preparing themselves for that transition. That transition can be tough for a lot of people. Uh, it's haunted a lot of people, and we know a lot of the horror stories, but guess what? There's some great success stories out there, and there's some great companies that are working with players to help them through that transition. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take this break. You may hear the music in the background, and when I come back, I have a special guest with me, but you'll listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show, you're Mr. Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And, of course, you know this show is live, and so uh, a lot of times I'll be distracted in the studio because I have a couple pieces of material that I need to gather to make sure that I'm doing the the right thing and I'm interviewing the right person based upon... uh, uh, what I agreed to do, and uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Coach Carl Hargrave. Coach, now you know I'm on on the air now doing my show live. You text me, and I can't get back to you. Call me, and I can't get back to you. But uh, Coach Carl Hargrave, great coach, former coach for the Arizona Cardinals, Minnesota Vikings, last week had on, of course, Leslie Frazier and Robert Smith. Coach just does an excellent job with his show. But, Coach, come on, man. I'm on live right now, and I can't, I can't get to you. But uh, I tell you what I can get to. I can get to something that's very important to me. It's near and dear to my heart, and that is to, to give some time uh, on the air today to talk about the Player Network event. Uh, there's something that happens in the lives of every professional athlete. At some point in time, that person has to transition uh, because uh, there's only a period of time which you can do something that's athletic on the biggest stages in the world and compete at the highest level. The body doesn't allow you to do that forever. It just, it, I don't know why, but <laughs> the body just wasn't built for that. But certainly the mind is. And, and that's why, you know, it's important to me that all the young men out there, uh, that they're sure to, to, to use the education and to get the education uh, that's available to them so that they can apply that skill set and go out and be able to um, continue uh, to support their family in such a way uh, that it at least complements some of the things that they've done earlier. Maybe you may not reach the same plateau, uh, and maybe those paychecks may not be as, as good, but the quality of life uh, certainly will be something that you will enjoy. And some people have an easy time of making a transition, and some people don't. But today, I'm going to speak with a young lady that's certainly going to be able to uh, uh, share some light as to why uh, her company is involved uh, with the Player Network event, and of course the company is uh, Southern Wine and Spirits, and I'm going to be speaking to the Director of Human Resources, and that's Jennifer Williams, that I want to welcome Jennifer to the show. How are you today, Jennifer? I'm outstanding. How are you doing? I'm doing just wonderful. It's a great day in the Valley. I, I got to admit, I'm spoiled. You know, the weather's always nice, and so it's, uh, it's hard to have a bad day. There used to be a gentleman who was a sports uh, broadcaster in Philadelphia who used to say, I never had a bad day in my life. I'm not going to go that far. 
<laughs> but uh, it is a great day, and, and and I certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy uh, schedule to to come on and and share um, some time with me and to uh, speak to those folks that are out there. And I, first of all, I just want to throw this out there, Jennifer. You're you're of course from uh, Southern Wine and Spirits. You're the director of Human Resources, and wow, what's the appeal for you and your company to want to participate? in the Player Network event? Well, one of the things that um, we that we do um, at Southern Wine and Spirits is we feel like we always want to give back in the communities in which that we represent. We're in 35 different states. And so what we want to do is, because the NFL and the players in the NFL are part of that community, we feel like um, as an outreach, that's one of the things that um, we want to assist with. And I personally have a passion for assisting anybody and everybody who is looking to make a transition because of the economy. There's a lot of people that lost their job and there's a lot of people who were forced to do um, things that they don't have actually the background or the skill set or the education for. And so what I love to do is just to help them to find out what their transferable skills are and help them to recognize, you know, how how much they have to offer, what they have to offer, and to go out and, you know, search for stuff that you're passionate about and go for it. Well, you know, Jennifer, just like the National Football League, of course, uh, you know, Southern Wine and Spears is a very high-profile pro- uh, a company of which uh, you know you get your leaders in your industry. Uh, these profile, uh, these players, very high profile, very successful uh, young men. Uh, the average person probably think, why would you want to help them? And, and it's not so much of helping them, but I'm sure these are people that are qualified individuals based upon uh, some of the things that they've achieved and some of the attributes that they have. But people are probably saying, what is it that makes them so unique that you would want to, uh, let's say, target them for for future employees? With your company, well, I think um, Southern, just like the NFL, Southern Wine and Spirits is, is high profile, and we offer luxury products, and we are an industry leader. And I, I believe that the NFL and the players, you know, consider themselves to be high profile and a luxury, uh, a luxury product as well. And we be, we believe that some of the skill set that um, that the players have are definitely transferable into the type of people that we look for. For example, teamwork, um, resu- being results oriented, um, relationship driven business, um, being very specialized. We're very specialized, and and so are they. Um, we're always fine tuning. We deliver high standards. Um, we are about social responsibility and responsible consumption and you know we always practice to make perfect you know as with as with any um position whether it's a sales position or whether it's a football player you have to practice in order to make it perfect in your presentation and we feel like a lot of the um skill set that the players have are definitely something that that we can reach out to and I know that our customer can definitely relate to sports and they can relate to, to players and their experiences and their stories. And I help, I think that that helps them to be able to translate to say, hey, here's who I am. They have a brand and they, uh, we have a brand and we are who, you know, we are our brand. And that's how I feel like what we have to offer is, is something that the players can connect with and, can we can try to make it as easy of a transition for them as possible um, and offer them resources that they wouldn't you know necessarily have access to 
And, and you know, it's interesting that you, you talk about these various attributes that a player, you know, brings to um, to an employer. Uh, are, are these attributes that perhaps maybe are found other places other than than football? I mean, are these unique to 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 football players, or are these unique to sports? Some of these things. I think that it's all of the above. It's unique to them. It's unique to sports. And I think, um, and, and our organization specifically, I mean, I think that, you know, when you have to rely on other people to be successful in what you do, um, as with an organization, you have marketing, you have accounting, you have human resources, you have, you know, all the different, all the different players in order to make one product very successful because, we, we they they can't they can't just do it by themselves and so I think with with those types of attributes and where they've come from those are the skills that have made them successful to date and I think that they can take those and carry those into their next their next life or their next transition and just build on build on that skill set and build that resume. You know what's interesting I, I I know that you and I had a conversation a, a little earlier and uh, after we hung up the phone I, I just started thinking about some things that perhaps maybe I would talk to you about on the show uh, but I just I, some of the meetings we hear we have here at, at Voice America we have a sales force uh, and, and a team of people uh, and sometimes it gets very competitive and and one thing that I that I think is 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 good to have in terms of being able to to work with 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 athletes is a competitive spirit but but a competitive spirit to know that you can compete even within your own team and yet and still somebody can shine and and it's okay you know you don't you don't feel jealous you don't feel inferior because a quarterback certainly you know he can he competes with other quarterbacks on the team but he competes for money he competes for for prestige which comes along with his success but he didn't achieve that success by him himself it was it was the help of his his teammates and i'm sure uh, your company there may be the top salesperson of the year but it's still like you said it's it's the product it's the brand and 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 everybody is a part of that product and that brand that's absolutely true because we can't we can't do we as individuals can't do can't have the successes that we can have um, individually as we can with a team um, because everybody has a supervisor who has a supervisor and we all have a common goal as you know players do the common goal is to win at you know at whatever it takes be be competitive be assertive be aggressive and that's exactly the same way it is around here we all have a common goal and we all want to reach those goals so we can we, we can re, we can make our bonuses. We'll obviously be able to have food on the table. And in our industry, um, because it does come with um, commissions and bonuses and sales, and you know other perks that I think are sort of common to the NFL. There's there's a lot of those there's a lot of things that uh, we uh, offer to help you get to where you need to be and you have the support of all the folks that you need whether it's materials whether it's training whatever it takes you know VPs our general sales managers have been known to go on calls to make calls to make things happen and the bottom line is we're trying to be successful we're, we are trying to distribute our brand of alcohol um, wine and beer and we do whatever it takes to win and I think that. I, I'm thinking that players can definitely relate to that because it is very competitive. I know I'm in human resources, but I'm still competitor. I don't like to lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one thing for sure, uh, being in human resources uh, and being a competitor, and like you said, you don't like to lose, uh, that product, that that person as a uh, product, if you will, that, that salesperson uh, who passes uh, – 
all those uh, interview processes that he or she may go through. In this particular case, we're talking about men. Uh, the end result is you're, you're hoping that they're successful because if they're successful and it was a hire of which you uh, you made, uh, that's that competitive spirit in you. You want to make sure that while wow, I'm, I'm bringing the best uh, to the table as well. Absolutely, because when we bring when we bring people in, you know, clearly, no matter whether you're, uh, no matter what industry you come from, you generally have to start at the bottom and work your way up. And we want to provide you the tools that it takes for you to be to go from, you know, a merchandiser to a sales consultant to an account executive to an area manager to a general sales manager to, you know, the VP and do whatever you do. My my goal as as an HR professional is always to encourage managers to know that when you are developing people, you aren't always developing people that are, and they're going to necessarily stay on your particular team, but you're developing them so they can grow and be what they want to be. And sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect because sometimes it stings when you have a really good, sharp person and then they, you know, they find another opportunity and they want to go someplace else. So we need to be, we need to um, be happy for them and those successful because that says, you know what, I as a manager did what I had to do to give this person the skills that they need to be successful. And you know what? They're going to go on, and they're going to be—they're going to do exactly what they want to do. So that's the type of mentality that we have here. So we want people to start and grow and move—you know—move up as quickly as possible. And uh, the, the goal is, you know, to make sure that they're happy and, and doing something that they enjoy doing. Well, Jennifer, I'm going to say this. I want to say that's that's probably unique to corporate America. Even though the NFL is corporate America, but in football. <laughs> the last thing they they want to do is develop that talent, and then that talent know, leaves right. and goes someplace else and shines or or wins the Super Bowl. But you you'll find out that in fact you probably know this. I mean, NFL players actually we had to go on strike for that. We wanted free agency. We wanted to say, hey, you know, I'm ready. It's my time. You guys don't want me here. I want to go someplace else where I can flourish. I've done as much as I can here. You know, let me go and let me go someplace else. But but I will say this uh, about your company for sure. There's just a couple things that I that I did read about you guys and I and I think everybody likes this and certainly can appreciate this about a company uh, you have uh, a tremendous amount of diversity within a corporation definitely definitely one of the things that one of the things that I hope that we achieve when we participate um, in this event on Saturday is, you know, offering opportunities to players where they can get real life experience outside of football. It's a place where they can make mistakes and it's okay. You know, they can ask questions, they can get feedback, and they can develop their support system for something that they can use for the rest of their lives and offer them resources, um, again, that they can carry on and know that, you know, even if their footprint at Southern Wine and Spirits is, you know, one day or six weeks or two years or whatever it is, you know, we, that, that's, that's what we want to we wanna hope to achieve since we're national and, you know, it, I happen to be in Indianapolis. You know, there may be people who don't want to be in Indianapolis, but they can be at our corporate headquarters in Miami. They can be in California. They can be just about anywhere that they want to be. So those are the types of things that, you know, Southern is hoping to to accomplish um, as we as we continue to participate in programs that you guys offer. You know, Jennifer, one thing that you and I talked about a little earlier is I think you've uh, had some experience of working with athletes at at an even younger age, uh, of course, than those who reach to the professional levels and come out a little older. Um, The young men, perhaps maybe, who may find themselves faced with transition at a younger age in college, uh, do you think they have an advantage or disadvantage to a player who has been in the league for 10 years and and now he's coming out, and although he may have earned more, as, as an NFL player, is he at a, an advantage or a disadvantage coming into the workforce? 
Well, I think um, I think there's always pros and cons to to everything. Of course, um, when you're younger, um, and I, with when you're younger, they have. Um, the younger generation, they're, they're very technologically savvy. They can catch on. I mean, clearly in, in at least where I come from, when I need to have a, when I need my iPhone or something <laughs> fixed or I need, to, I need to figure something out technologically, I definitely will go to a younger person. So they definitely have, um, they have a gumption. They, they, they almost will do things, um, and not really care if there's a consequence because they somehow that have that little bit of invincibility about them. And somebody who's older brings maturity. They bring, um, a levelness where you know, and, and sometimes it's it's even a little bit of caution where it's like, is it okay or isn't it okay? And and sometimes we ask questions, and it's good to be in an organization and push back and ask questions, and not j- just because something's been done one way, you have to continue to do it. So I think that you're, there's advantages and disadvantages um, for both sides, but it's definitely a plus. I think I think wherever you come from, there's always going to be that that benefit, um, whether you're whether you're older or whether you're younger. Well, I'll tell you well, one thing for sure is I know that uh, anybody, any player who's at the Player Network event that gets an opportunity to spend some time with you, they're certainly going to uh, receive a benefit. And, and I hope that they get a chance to stop by the booth. And I look forward to seeing you at this year's Player Network event. Of course, that's in Indianapolis. You won't have to go too far. It's home for you. So <laughs> we I look- won't, and I will say that it is 64 here, so I, and it's going to be in the 60s, really close to the Super Bowl. So I think that I think we might be a little bit lucky and avoid um, – cold and snow yeah it won't be like dallas last year hey jennifer thank you so much as i said i look forward to seeing you in indianapolis this weekend this saturday as a matter of fact at the player network event that's the 12th annual player network event at the super bowl we're going to take a break and when we come back of course i'm gonna have another surprise guest i'll wait until we come back to tell you who it is you listen to rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and it will be right back flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports
right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Rayola Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. It's a great day in the Valley. Of course, uh, I just had a great interview. Uh, of course, that was Jennifer Williams, and Jennifer is from Southern Wines and Spirits, uh, and they're global. They're national, certainly national. Maybe not global, but they're global now because we just made them global because you can hear us any place in the world. But, uh, Glenn, uh, uh, we're going to look forward to, to having them uh, at the Player Network event. Uh, Jennifer is going to be there herself. Um, I agreed that uh, I would have her on the show and spend more time talking about uh, the great opportunities that they have there uh, for players and, and for everybody out there who's looking for an opportunity don't forget, you can look for Southern Wine and Spirits for an opportunity for employment as well. So um, I will now take the time. I, I would like to tell all the guys out there, listen, guys, you listen to the show every week. You know that I'm live. I got another player calling me live on my cell phone, <laughs> not the call-in number, but on my cell phone. So, uh, J.D., I'm not going to answer because I'm on live on the air, but I will answer as uh, soon as I'm done. But um, School of Legends, I know you've heard of them. They've been out there doing a great job working with a lot of players. And uh, the School of Legends, as a matter of fact, uh, we got a legend with us, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think I got Al Smith on hold. Al, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Ray. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Man, you're not you're, head down that way. Well, listen, man, you're 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 doing real good. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, you and School Legend are doing some great things with some players out there. Uh, I have not been as active with my account as I need to be. But uh, I certainly want to pick that up, and I, I want to thank you guys for, for all the things that you're doing with players. But uh, there are some people out there that, of course, they've heard of the legends. They've heard of you. They've heard of other players. But they haven't got a chance really to experience the School of Legends. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the School of Legends and, and, and what they offer to the fans to stay connected with players from all teams? Well, it's kind of like a high-tech Facebook. It's kind of like uh, Facebook for athletes. You know, it gives, it gives the fan the opportunity to reach out to their favorite players, to, to kind of reach out to, uh, you know, different individuals that they kind of resonate with, that they grew up watching and what have you. I mean, I was on there today and, you know, uh, a couple of people asked for autographs or what have you and wanted uh, uh, to, to send some autographs, I mean, some stuff to get signed and things like that. So it's a good way for the for the fan to reach out and connect with their favorite player and also we have uh, you know training videos. We have uh, legends in training. Whether we have a uh, quarterback Michael Vick or Larry Fitzgerald at receiver or Jerome Bettis at running back, we have different guys at different positions uh, stacked up at uh, you know at those positions where you know an uh, individual or a kid can go out and have the opportunity to kind of uh, pick their favorite player and be able to learn and and be able to learn about the game you know from that particular player. So it gives uh, uh, a wide range of different things, uh, but it but but mostly uh, you know the fans can. You know, reach out. You know, Facebook wise is free. It gives you a great opportunity just to uh, to connect and be able to to talk with uh, you know your favorite player and and uh, you know about anything that you would like to talk about. Well, you know, that, man, that's that's really exciting. But one thing about there are a lot of people out there, and this happened to me. But you know, uh, let's not talk about me. Let's talk about some other players out there. There there are some people out there. Al, what assurance can we give these people that they're actually connecting to their to their favorite player? They may think that this is a bogus account. <laughs> well, one thing about uh, School of the Legends, you know, we partner with, um, you know, the, the uh, NFL Players Association, which 
is the, is the only authentic organization that can say who a player is, who they say they are. <laughs> so, you know, uh, when a player is, is on there, it is that player, uh, you know, that, that, uh, is going to be on there. They can't be on there, uh, otherwise, because everything goes, you know, through them, you know, that they're our official partner. So, um, when fans go on, if, if, if it's, uh, Deion Sanders or Barry Sanders or whoever the case it may be, you know, the, you know, when they reach out to them, that's, uh, definitely who they're, uh, who they are reaching out to. Well, that's exciting to know because sometimes, I mean, you know what it is. I, I used to tell, I used to teach people about autographs. I used to say, okay, listen, if you didn't see that person sign that, I don't know if I'd spend $1,500 on that <laughs> because, you know, come on. I know you've been in those locker rooms sometimes and they say, oh, Al, before you go out, sign this ball. Man, I got to go. I got, I got an appointment. I got to. <laughs> next thing you know, the manager's over there signing. Okay, Al, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, wow, man. So, so that, well, this that. Was, I mean, this is the only official site that you have where, you know, you can, you know, really resonate, you know, you know, football wise as far as being able to go on and connect with, uh, you know, over, you know, 2,000, uh, active and, and former. Uh, NFL players to where they can, uh, you know, resonate and connect with them. Um, businesses, you know, um, you can you book, you know, you know, book some of your guests <laughs> from it as well. There's yes. some radio people on there as far as trying to get uh, different guests on their shows. So there's a lot of different avenues, you know, business-wise, and guys being able to, um, you know, put their businesses out there and let people know what they do. Uh, you had spoke of uh, the player networking is a great net- networking uh, aspect for players and businesses and people to come on in a free set where they can uh, reach out to, uh, to different individuals that uh, that they can resonate with and, and be able to do uh, great things, not just uh, uh, on the field, but uh, off it as well. No, you're right about that, Al. And, and it's uh, it's amazing what, what technology can do nowadays. I mean, it actually can put you in, in contact with a person that could be any place in, in the world. And, and what's, what's really exciting about the School of Legends is you know, it's never down, okay? And, and players from all around the country are on the sites at different times. So you can communicate with different players at different times. You leave information there. Uh, now, let me just ask you this. In terms of School of Legends, uh, and the focus has been uh, at least – from from what I've seen, it's been with with NFL players. Are there relationships with with other leagues, or is it just simply NFL players? Well, well at, the, at this point, it's just uh, NFL players. Uh, you know that you know that's going to grow, whether it be Major League Baseball or NBA, uh, other sports. You know, going forward. But uh, we really want to you know kind of get it off the ground and get it solid and get, have a, a solid foundation on the football side because once we get that then you know obviously the other sports uh uh filtering in that will be um uh, will be no problem but we just want to get the foundation with the football uh going and uh so far so good been going for a couple of years so um you know we'll just want to continue to uh, to keep it going and and continue to grow and uh just like anything it's kind of been like a snowball effect in that players have continued to you know resonate with it and come on and and it's an opportunity for also for players to be able to uh receive revenue from their activity so it's another income source uh for some players as well if uh you know it, the, the more active they are and you know the more they can get and and uh and it's a, just another avenue for them to uh create a revenue stream for themselves well let me let me let me let me just ask this question here well i'm, I'm gonna put it let me start off like this i'm gonna make a statement when i was when i was on my way out the league my last couple of years you know in the league you were coming i was on my way out 
you were on your way in. You, you and I both now have, have made that transition. Talk to the folks out there a little bit about your transition. How did you go about it? When did you start preparing for it? And, 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 and some of the challenges, if you had any, perhaps maybe it was a smooth transition. But, you know, if there were some challenges, you know, talk a little bit about that as well. One of the things about um, you know transition is that a lot of guys aren't aren't ready. I mean, obviously aren't, aren't ready for it because they don't see it. I mean, I mean when you when you're brought up, you know, playing a sport, you know, from youth leagues to middle school to high school or what have you. I mean, you kind of feel like this is what you do, uh, and and it's always going to be there. But one thing about um, when you make it to the pinnacle, which is pro sports, there is nothing after that. So when that uh, when that ends, uh, it's uh, it can be devastating for some guys because of the fact that you know the, you know that's what you've been doing your whole life and then the thing about it you don't know when it's going to end some guys may play one year some guys may play 15 years but when you go into it you don't know uh how that's going to be whether that be by injury whether that be by a team decides that they that you're not relevant relevant uh to them anymore but the thing uh that uh I learned uh from veterans and and being and being around like like-minded people you know gave me the opportunity to learn and be able to uh, uh tap into other things tap into things outside of my comfort zone other than sports or going into you know in uh business you know you know um the business realm, you know, interning, doing things in the off season, um, uh, in in areas that that you feel like you may want to go in, whether it be uh, business coaching or what have you, uh, what have you. I was fortunate enough that I was um, had a good relationship with the team. Uh, you know, I was always been a team captain, a leader, or what have you, and they always saw uh, my work ethic and things like that. So I was offered uh, a position in the front office once I I became uh, once I retired, which helped me make that decision. Because you know, I wanted to try to squeeze out another year or two. But when this opportunity uh, presented itself, it gave me the opportunity to say, "Hey, this is something I can go into." At the time, I didn't necessarily want to relocate, but uh, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity to be able to work um, with a team—not only a team, but a team that you played with—and it gave me the opportunity to uh, to go into the front office. I was in a position of uh, player development, which gave me. uh, a, a way to um, reach back and give back to the kids that, uh, that were playing and give them an opportunity and a found foundation to be able to uh, be successful by giving them opportunity for internships or giving them opportunity for you know financial classes, financial education along the way because a lot of guys rely so much on their agents to do everything. So when it's all over, the agents moving on to the other guy, and then you sat to, you know you kind of sit there holding the bag and not knowing which way to go. So it's Kind of empowers the guy. You try to give guy a guy empowerment for himself and his career and his life that gives him the opportunity to kind of step out outside of his comfort zone. And that's a lot of things. You know, a lot of guys don't like to 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 do public speaking or or nervous to do certain things like that. Is is breaking out of those shells and those comfort zones to be able to, to tap into some things that you may be great at that you don't even know that you're great at because you have never uh, tapped into it because of the fact that you've been pigeonholed in this one career for uh, uh, for an extended period of time. Yeah, you know, you said something, Al, and in fact, I think you said it a couple times there, and I'm going to reiterate that, is, is players have a comfort zone. And, and the only reason why I believe that players are comfortable in, in that particular space is because, as you said, they, they've reached the pinnacle. They know they're good. They're, they're identified as the best in the world. And in order to step out from that and go into something where you may feel as if you're inferior or not qualified, 
I think it's a little frightening. And I think at least I've experienced, you know, even myself at times where where there was some fear. But I, I think you said something else, too. And I and I, I want to encourage players to do this is when you when you are still playing, when you still have that comfort zone. And I want to know if you agree with me that that's the best time for you to try to step outside of your comfort zone and take an internship to see what it's like to be in that environment and not have to deal with retirement, whether it be chosen or forced upon you, and then also try to step into a space of where you're uncomfortable. Would you agree with that or disagree with that? No, no, I would agree. I mean, because um, if you know what you want to be, I mean, you have you have to tap into whatever you want to be. If it's if it's if it's being, I have, I've I've had teammates, you know, whether it be uh, a Spencer Tillman who who after practice every day he would always go to the TV station. He was you know he was an anchor, you know, sports anchor there in town, and always worked on his craft. Uh, you know, you know, uh, came to work. He was dressed, you know, ready to be able to, you know, to to, uh, to go to the station and what have you. But he did all this, you know. In the early years, we were drafted together in those early years doing things that that was his passion. I mean, that's where he wanted to go. I always wanted to be in the front office. I wanted to be a GM one day, do all those type of things and be able to run an organization. But, but he, but, but everyone has their different path or, or their different, um, interests. Is this is a matter of uh, tapping into it, uh, putting into it and put it into it with the same passion that you do with the, the game itself as far as the game of, of football. You know, you know, the workout and putting the time in to perfect your craft. You just have to do the same and put that same energy and those same efforts into whatever that next uh, um, uh, opportunity is. And once guys decide that they want to do that and be able to uh, humble themselves, so to speak, and be able to uh, 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 be able to make mistakes and be able to to learn from those mistakes, just like as they did when they were a rookie or when they were in college. And once they humble themselves to that, it gives them the opportunity to um, blossom and be able to tap into some talents that they didn't even know they had. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, another member of the fraternity, and of course that is uh, Spencer Tillman. And Spencer, of course, still working with CBS, is going to be the host of the Player Networking event. As a matter of fact, it's called Handle Your Business. And Spencer will be talking about and talking with uh, Vernon Davis of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, of course, that's going to be Saturday, February 4th from 2 into 6 p.m., and uh, we welcome those out there who are going to be attending. And uh, those who are not, you better be there next year because it's a great opportunity. Uh, I want to thank you so much, you and the School of Legends, for, for participating. Uh, I want to thank you for being a great example of the players who have transitioned and uh, very successful out there. Uh, as we say, you know, athletes need role models, too, and you're doing a great job. So thank you so much, man. Look forward to, to getting a chance to sit down and chat with you when we get out there. Well, I appreciate it, Ray. I appreciate the time, my man. Okay, take care now. Right. You too. Okay. Hey, man, it's that time. It's uh, Ike, my man. Time. Ike is in is the studio time? with me. <laughs> yeah, Ike, of course. I, I, for me, Ike is a Spartan, man, because, you know, it's, it's a Big Ten thing, and I'm I'm happy whenever he comes in because he and I get a chance to talk a little bit about football. Hey, when are you going to wear your Big Ten Yeah, Mission man. Ring? Okay, that's a long story. <laughs> that's a long story, and I want y'all to know whoever out there got my rings. <laughs> You know. Oh, you sold them. That's uh, right. Yeah, right. Y'all was man. doing it back then. Yeah, man. Shoot. <laughs> How much did you get? I never sold my range, but it's a thief out there, and I'm gonna tell you what. God don't like ugly, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my rings mm-hmm. back. But but listen, man, what, that's okay. What? what? What you got? It's time for us to talk about the Super Bowl. But be, I said I was gonna get back to this before. You know, I started talking about you know the game itself mm-hmm. early on. I introduced the show, and I started talking a little bit about Peyton. 
you know, it's Peyton's place. That's Eli. The Super Bowl's there, but that's Peyton's place. That ain't that ain't no. That's Peyton's place. That's the house that he Peyton moved. Built. That's the house that Peyton built, and it's back in the news like it is every day. But this time it's on at about you know I guess it's about two fifty five mm-hmm. Arizona time. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, Peyton still. Hadn't got a chance to get out there and throw the ball with the velocity that he can. He ain't got a chance to get under some weights, pump some weights. He ain't got a chance to get out there and run like he wants to run. Peyton ain't got a chance to start on next year's season, of which some other guys, because their season was over in January, already starting on next year's season, and they played all last year. Mm. It seems to me that it's time for Peyton to hang it up. That's all I really wanted to get out. Because, listen, he, he got he got a wife. I think he got a couple children. And listen, man, get a skybox. Eli's still playing. Go check your little brother out. But Peyton, right now, because of the way you're struggling, you could tarnish your career if you try to get back into the league on another team. Leave it the way it is. You, 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 you would be leaving the game because of an injury. And so, therefore, you already have a Hall of Fame Career in front of you. It's there. It's already written. So let it go. Man, that don't even sound like yeah, but Ray it, Ellis. I know. Yeah, but it's like he hurt. I'm gonna tell you what. And I real quick because we got to finish. You only got four minutes. I, I can't believe. I hurt my I hurt my my career ended because of a neck injury, and I I I was paralyzed on the field like that. It didn't last very long, but I had to pray so I can get up and walk off that field. And I, and then I was in a state of shock. Mm-hmm. Stayed on the field. Last game I ever played in a fumble. So I'm telling you, as a member of the fraternity, I like to see us all looking like you looking, man. My man, I got it going on today, suited <laughs> down. Man, I ain't got it down, but, but I look me, like a million. But let me tell you that, man. Look like it before you get it. That's what we say. Look like it before you get it. I can see but, it. But, but, but hey, go get it. Go get it. So, so I think Peyton need to go. But listen, okay, let's talk about the Super Bowl real fast because that's a Tom Brady, Eli. Now I, I told you, Eli been giving Tom Brady. I mean. He got gray hair like me, Tom Young man. He getting colored. Though I, I don't know if you know, but he getting the color. He getting the color. Yeah, he getting well, the he color. Got a, he got a model. Okay, wife. Eli, Eli is doing this to him. You talked about the model <laughs> wife. There's a lot of things in Tom's life that, when his life changed, and I, I ain't against it. Won't even change. When his life did change, when he changed his life, he, you know what? It takes time to do everything in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where Tom was given a hundred percent of his time, and I, I listen, I ain't hating on the man. I'm just saying. It looks like when things changed in Tom's life off the field, his life on the field changed a little bit in terms of he ain't winning no Super Bowls. He ain't winning no playoff games. I'm just saying that Tom Brady is a good man, and he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. They got a good team over there. Bill Belichick's a damn good coach. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you right now, mm-hmm. Eli, listen, for the Gipper, it ain't the Gipper. <laughs> It's Peyton Place. Did you go Gipper? That's my on him? big brother. He didn't go Gipper on him, did you? Eli got to do one for the big brother, man. He's got to do this one for the big brother. Then, as they said in uh, the the Ten Commandments, what did the, the guy say? So shall it be said. So shall it be written. So shall it be done. And you agree with me? I do. Because I'm gonna tell you, man. It's the Giants. And listen, there's times when you can be hot, and then uh, hiccups in the road. But I, I, I mean, the Giants. First of all, you like this. The big fellows up front that the Giants have to they put out there sick. to deal with them. I'm telling you, man. Sick with it. I, I, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna put them down like this. I'm gonna I'm go way back on you. Uh-uh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Steel curtain, purple people eaters. They need a name. 
They do, we just need to come up with a name for the big fellas that the Giants get up front. Come on, who are you going? Who, who are you going? Come on, which can't one? Can't touch them. I'm telling you, can't touch them up front. They outstanding. And remember, that's what gets Brady in trouble. You're right. A little pressure. That's right. And, and getting them hit a little bit. But here's the other thing, buddy. You know, when you look at this game, when you break it down, this year, not yeah. all the years, right? This year, right? Eli, which stands is short for elite, just in case you didn't know. Because if you spell elite, you got to spell Eli. Most folks don't know that. That's that Michigan State education. Yeah, I yeah. like that. What can I say? Go ahead. And 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 Eli has outperformed Tom in the clutch this year. And if it comes down to the two minute warning, let's say it's seventeen seventeen, Coach Ray Ellis. Now you know Tom can do two Co- minutes too. Hey, I'm not mad at Tom, but Eli been doing better. Okay, this so, year. So right now, this year. I'm going Eli. Yeah, I think, you know, there's no doubt about it. In terms of, in the clutch performances, Eli, Eli has been getting it done. But so, Tom has been getting it done, too. Tom has been getting it we're done. We're not talking body of work. I, I, here's what I'm thinking. I, I'm just thinking that the defense, see, everybody, and I've said this, that, that you look at New England's defense this year, and, and it wasn't the best for a long time. But I think that was statistical. I think that was statistical. Because when you look at it in terms of what they needed to do to win, it, they had more of a bend, don't break defense. No, no. Did you hear what Belichick said? Go ahead. You didn't even hear him, did you? He said they asked him the same stuff you're talking about, Ray. He said, "Well, well, that stuff there is well, just statistics. It's that's, that's it's what, about points on the board. And bottom you line, can do whatever you want to say. We get more it, points it comes than you. Down to points on the board. Bottom line. But that's a defensive coach. But see, here's what it is. Oh, okay, okay. Here's what it is. The fact of the matter is, you got to score more points. Tom is now playing a game. Is we got to score more points than they score. That's that. See, they they they's not, you know, hold them to twenty. No more. It's we got to score more points than they score. And and you that ain't that ain't how you play football. Oh, he's taking advantage of the rules. What do you mean that's yeah, not yeah, how you, you play you, football? You want to you want to hold them tight. Get out of here, you Ray. You play by the you freaking wanna, rules. You want to hold them to don't score more than 17. Man, they can't touch you if you do Giants a Giants all the way, baby. That's all I got to say. I hear music, so I got to go. It's You've been good. listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Man. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I want to I'll see you up, next Ray. time, which will be the best time. some of you. Giants, baby. Go get it done. Yeah. See you at the time. Big George, your team going to get it done, man. Yeah.